Blog Talk Radio. www.theclowntimes.net uh, That's clown spelled for K, by the way. And you'll be able to find me on uh, Facebook. Uh, uh, we've been having a little bit of fun. Well, actually, I've, I've been having a little bit of fun with the uh, Toronto Blue Jays' failure to advance the World Series. Uh, props to the Blue Jays for a great season. Uh, I think it was Cleveland's year. But at any rate, uh, go to um, the search window in the upper left-hand corner of Facebook and type in the Clown Times again. That's Clown Silver K. You'll be able to find us there as well. Um, you know, we had an interesting weeks in the NFL. Uh, lots of surprises, lots of heartache if you're a Steelers fan. More about that later. Uh, but anyway, to, to help me break down week six and offer uh, some of your fans' uh, 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 requests for prayer for your favorite uh, teams and and players, which have taken off for some reason over the last few weeks. But at any rate, uh, it's my man, Dwayne Nash. Y'all know him from the yard slash HBCU Sports and Blog Talk Radio, Sleazy Radio. So, my brother, Dwayne, what's happening? Not much, Scott. I find it very interesting for your music choice. Uh, A friend of mine earlier this week uh, posted on his Facebook page, named your top ten all-time Wu-Tang and Wu-Tang-affiliated songs, which, of course, is yes. extremely difficult to do, knowing right. all of the individual members of Wu-Tang and the Wu-Tang affiliates, plus Wu-Tang themselves. And one of my top ten songs, Shadow Boxing. Yes. Love that. First of all, dude, I love anything with the RZA and Jizza. You know what I mean? It's like I mean, I, like like I know that there were the the the, the behind the scenes cat, the uh, producers, you know, helped to get the songs get whatnot. But God, talk about a culture phenomenon, Wu Tang. I mean, that's yes. I mean, it's like them, 
no particular order, obviously, but them, Tribe Called Quest, and they are sold to me, those three groups, man. They they defined hip-hop for me in the late 80s and, and 90s. I mean, that's that was when hip-hop was at its best. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what these that is- cats say now. This is pop crap that we hear on the radio now. No disrespect to Drake and all those cats, but 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 dang real hip hop. I mean, the real hip hop was eighties, nineties, Wu Tang, Tribe, DLSO, Slum Village, even you know all those guys. Uh, Far Side. That's 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 what hip hop was at its best. But it, it's like interesting it. that you bring up that time period just real quick um, in the subject of music. Uh, <clears throat> Of course, last week was my birthday, so I was yeah. thinking about a lot of my favorite birthday instant, but situations, and one of them had 20 years ago this year, and just thinking about all of the music groups, well, that that that, and that that situation being me going to see the Roots perform live at Duke in 1996. Oh, yeah. another, another good another example of true hip hop. But go ahead. Exactly. Love so to to Love see the them perform. And, and along with later on at A&T's homecoming, uh, Tribe Called Quest, Outkast, The nice. Fugees, and Busta oh. Rhymes, all within oh. a two-week period, oh was, was is, is phenomenal. And you got to remember those albums that came out around in '96. You had uh, AT Aliens, right. you had The Score, yeah. you had uh, Beats Rhymes Life, you had. Philadelphia uh, uh, Half Life, and you also had the coming from those five acts, all at one time, just classic yeah. albums from classic acts. It was just phenomenal just to see those acts live during that time period. Man, twenty years ago in hip hop, man, it's, right. it's, it's insane that it's actually been twenty years. You it well makes me me feel. I guess both of us feel since we're both forty something. But didn't Jay Z's album drop? Uh, um, reasonable doubt drop around like during that time, ninety five, ninety six. Yes, the it did. Album, album. Yes, it did. Go. Yes. Another classic. Another classic. So, anyway, we could go on and on. It could be another podcast of itself about hip hop, <laughs> <laughs> real hip hop as as we knew it. But twenty years, yeah, I, I feel pretty old too. Uh, and before I become <laughs> yeah. too depressed, let's talk about week six. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, lots of surprises. Um, this is another example of Show Me Show Me Sunday with the Cowboys going to the Packers, which I still can't believe that. As well as the Falcons and the Seahawks playing one hell of a game in Seattle, even though the Atlanta got hosed a bit, like I thought with the uh, non-passing fairness call. And, um, you know, Pittsburgh just not looking well for them, aside from the that loss of a terrible Miami team. And, you know, and things going for bad or worse with the Panthers. But um, let's just, just as we're back with, uh, we'll start with your beloved Washington going to 4 and 2, winning four in a row. Four in a row. And it's pretty much, while they're not the top of the MC, they're in a good spot right now. So, yes. what's up with your skins, man? Y'all been playing well for some reason. What's going on? Playing extremely well. And to um, kind of counter what Stephen A. said uh, for the past two days, and, and hopefully I can get a counter video to that up and going by the end of the <laughs> week. Um, yes. 
one thing that no one's talking about, and actually I uh, was talking to a coworker about that earlier today, um, the Redskins have played shutout football in terms of holding offenses to zero touchdowns for over mm. 115 football minutes. So basically mm. almost two games. The, the, the last touchdown right. scored on that defense was in the – well, by an offense – was the Baltimore game when, uh, when when Flacco threw that touchdown pass in the first quarter with 10 minutes to go into the quarter. So for them to play that type of defense against the elite Joe Flacco, and of course, against Carson <laughs> Wentz, the, 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 the anointed one, to, to hold him to zero touchdowns has been phenomenal. That was the one thing that I was completely shocked by was the fact that they were capable of holding that offense to no touchdowns. Now, the interception and the kick return for a touchdown are two troubles, troubling things as well. But to, to see the defense play as well as they did, um, phenomenal and, and, and thoroughly loved it. Yeah, and I'm sure you have. And, you know, I, th- I, I think I already told you that. Like since the, since the end of week two, when he was like meant to lay down in the dumps, but dude, things have think, man, do things change in a hurry or what? Y'all went from that yes, house to damn near the penthouse. I mean, you and really, if you think about it, y'all, should be five and one. You guys he easily should have beaten Dallas. Um, exactly. And speaking of and speaking of Dallas, what can I say? What 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 can I say about these guys? I mean, they went. Into Green Bay, and sure, I know that Aaron Rodgers not playing up to Aaron Rodgers' standards, but he's still Aaron Rodgers. And you know the defense, Packers defense has been playing well. And when I say well, I mean above average <laughs> this season. <laughs> and Dallas just went in there and just smacked those. They just pimp slapped them, beating by two touchdowns and two extra points. And really, they weren't even threatened in this not game. At all. So. And and props to this young brother, man, Dak Dak Prescott. I mean, there's something to be said about being mentally prepared to play in a pro game. I mean, he came from the SEC, and I know that people like to say, you know, that's just college. You know, college can't extrapolate to the post, which is which is true. That is not a wrong statement. But that the fact that he played started what at least three years for uh, Mississippi State, and yes. you know, face. Competition, stiff competition, week after week. <clears throat> excuse me, after week after week, going up against the likes of Bama, Ole Miss, Auburn, all those boys. And to to say that he's mentally prepared is like the under, biggest understatement of all time. I mean, this kid is unflappable. He's totally unflappable. And, and you know, I'm proud for the young brother to do well. I'm just mad that he's doing it for Dallas. But uh, exactly. <laughs> But is this, exactly. is this the start of something special? And I can't believe I'm about to say this because I'm about to throw up in my mouth. Said it. Is this something special for Dallas? Is this? Are we in the? Are we witnessing something special for the Cowboys this season? You know what, Scott? For for this season, um, well, I guess we we can limit it to this season. It's going to be rather interesting. Um, and, and this is the caveat to this: uh, if yeah. things stay packed. <clears throat> And the reason why I said that's a caveat is because even over this past six weeks, we've seen a lot of changes, and we've seen a lot of fluctuations, and we've seen a lot of things that we did not expect to see happen at all. 
We didn't expect Arizona. Mm-hmm. I mean, Arizona, they're now 3-3. Three and three. We didn't expect right. them to have the slow start that they, they had. We didn't expect um, Carolina to play uh, one and five ball right now, but history oh, shows us that we should have. Um, we didn't ex- there was, like I said, there were just a lot of things we didn't expect. We didn't expect Aaron Rodgers not to be Aaron Rodgers. Just a lot of things we didn't expect. And it, it, there's an interesting ebb and flow going on, and Dallas is reaping those benefits. Now, one of the things that we talked about last week was, of course, that matchup, the run game of Dallas versus the run defense of Green Bay. One of the things that I wish I would have pointed out last week was the, the reason that Green Bay's rush defense is so good is because they haven't played anybody. They played the likes of, of right. Chicago and Jacksonville, and they don't have a mm-hmm. run game. So, yeah, you play against teams that don't run, plus you're ahead in most situations. I mean, even when they played against Detroit, Detroit doesn't have a, a decent running back. So when you're playing against teams that right. don't have a great running game, you're going to have a great run defense. So for them to finally yeah. be exposed in that instance and a situation where you needed Aaron Rodgers to be Aaron Rodgers and that didn't happen, especially late in the third and fourth quarters, Dallas was, was very capable of going in there, playing extremely well on both sides mm-hmm. of the ball and, and, and pimp slapping, like you said, uh, the, 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 the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> but to, to take a term out of uh, A-Ron's a- a- uh, playbook, R-E-L-A-X, once again, it's only week six. And, and, and I'm afraid to say that, and, and I looked at their schedule, uh, the Cowboys' schedule, my God, yeah. they have the capabilities of, of going 14-2. and two. Once again, if everything Jeez. stays right. packed. Exactly. I hate to say it, but at the same time, I love them <clears> because I kind of jinx them at the same time. But right. this is a situation if everything stays packed, but I doubt it, that it does. Even if it doesn't stay that way, they still have the ability to win somewhere between 9 and 10 games and be a playoff team. It's not win the division. Let me. Let me ask you something. Okay. Ezekiel Elliott. Now, I said before the draft that this kid is going to be special. I saw him play Ohio State. He was a stud for two two of those three years, at least. And he's, he, this, is, this is week – this is only after uh, six games. He has 703 yards on 137 attempts with five touchdowns. That's over five. What is it? That's over 5.1 yards a, a, a pop. He's averaging yeah. over five yards a carry. You know, yeah. I knew that he was going to be good, but damn. Dude is, dude, dude is projected to have over was rushing. He, he, I hate to say that Skip Bayless was right about something, but he was right about this kid. And, 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 and you know, and, and I had a feeling you know, that especially being drafted to run behind that offensive line in Dallas, I had a feeling it was going to be special, but I didn't think it would be this soon. Is it too soon to to compare him to the next, to being the next uh, Adrian Peterson, given that he's amassed more yards his first six starts than Peterson did, and a couple other well-known running backs, I can't, the names can't come to mind right now. But Eric Dickerson is another one. Dickerson, uh, actually, he's... Go ahead, sorry. No, I was going to say, yeah, he, he's he's above Eric Dickerson as well. That's unbelievable. Yeah. The, the, the job that this kid, 
is is putting this. I mean the I mean the job that he's been doing. I mean I mean he's I. I it's it's so amazing what Ezekiel is doing. I can't even use proper English right now. I'm butchering <laughs> right, right now. Um, it's just amazing. And plus, pairing him with Dak Prescott, could you, could could this be? Could I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm at a loss of words here. Could this be probably <laughs> perhaps the best round of draft in the last three seasons with the Cowboys? I mean, they drafted offensive linemen the, the last two years. High. Yeah, and you know now they're getting skilled players, and, and sure, Dak Prescott fell in heaven in the fourth round, but but he's still a draft pick. I mean, you know they still did the deed and drafted him, and we're we're looking at the future. In my opinion, uh, uh, Prescott Elliott, because let's face it, man, and I know I'm all over the place now. I don't see Tony Romo starting another game in Dallas again. I, I really don't. And, but to that point, though, I'm hoping and praying that Jerry Jones finds a way to screw this up. You know he will. You know he's going <laughs> to screw this up, man. You can just know it because he loves himself to Tony Romo. And it's not Tony Romo's fault, but I just, you just know Jerry Jones is going to do something to screw this up. You just know he is. And I'm hoping and praying that he does. Well, <laughs> really. you know what? I'm about to do something that's going to scare me. I don't know why I do this a lot on your show. I always say things dealing with sports that scares me as me, as a fan, outside of being, you know, I I guess someone who also analyzes what's going on in sports too. But um, multiple things. You asked multiple questions. Let me go ahead and and address them all. First and foremost, you asked, um, you know, is, 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 Ezekiel Elliott going to be the next big thing in terms of running back, uh, in terms of his entire career. That I don't know. Multiple reasons. One, um, we've seen stars, especially recently, ascend extremely quickly and fade almost as quickly as well. See the 2012 uh, draft, especially the first four picks. Um, right. we, we saw how fast a lot of those guys rose to prominence. Uh, Andrew Luck, uh, Riddle Bob, uh, Trent Richardson, probably not as much of a, a, a ascension, but even still, he, he did have moments in, in Cleveland and then yeah. fell rather quickly as well. Um, only the four years later, one out of the league, and, and one's not starting, and one is having issues right now and, and, and not playing up to expectations. Um, also, that O-line that they drafted, in a year or two, it's going to come time where they're going to have to start re-signing these guys and somebody's not going to yep. be able to be resigned. So start picking who you want and who you don't want because somebody's not coming <laughs> back. I mean, they're going to get yeah. some of that money back with, 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 uh, with, with um, I think Robo's contract is coming up soon. But somebody's going to start being signed soon, and you can't sign everybody. We know that much. So sooner or later, yep. he's going to have to end up doing it with a patchwork. I'm not going to call it a patchwork, but the O-line the talent won't be what it is in a couple of years. Hope, well, hopefully for my sake. But if they're capable of signing everybody, watch out. <laughs> and if he's able to stay healthy, watch out. But to yeah. your point about Dak, um, the interesting thing, and Dak and Tony, and, and whether or not Tony should replace Dak, um, heard an interesting stat. Remember the last time Dallas went 
twelve and four was a couple of years ago, and and then you mm-hmm. know of course they had um, Demarco back there, and mind you, Ezekiel's uh, numbers in terms of yards per carry have risen over the past couple of games because at one point he was at four point five, now he's at five point one. If I remember correctly, mm-hmm. when um, Demarco had his two thousand yard year, he was somewhere between four five and four seven. So he's now surpassing mm-hmm. what DeMarco did a couple of years ago when he got 2,000. Um, but with, yeah. with, in that particular year, Tony also threw for 31 touchdowns and nine picks. So what's a great running game? Tony's going to play well. So if Tony is 100%, if he's 100%, if I'm Jerry <laughs> Jones, yes. I'm putting him back in there because you have – the running ability of Ezekiel Elliott behind that O-line, and you also have the QB that's capable of stretching the field, not just game management, but dynamic play-making in Tony Romo, a healthy Tony in that situation, to make that team phenomenal. It would be scarier than what it is right now. Right now, well, look it's at what it this the, Go ahead. I was going to say right now, it could. It has the potential to be what Seattle was a couple of years ago when they first went ten and six and went to the playoffs before they started their run. You add a, a, a Tony Romo that can stretch the field, win healthy, and win good. It makes it even worse. Just imagine uh, Russell Wilson now with uh, the Seahawks when they first started out with that great defense. I'm not saying that the Cowboys' defense is that great, but they're good enough nice. and they're playing well enough. That run game is fantastic, and you get in the building, the guy that can stretch the field, it, it's scary. It makes it scarier. With that weaker schedule, it just makes it very scary. Well, I'll say this, bro. As, as much sense as you just made, I'm, you know that Tony Romo's good for a mistake or two a game, and you know yes. he's going to get and find himself hurt again. What I'm trying to say is Tony Romo is an isn't accident waiting to happen. Yes, he went to glass. Yeah, it, it, you know, and, and, and you know, and, you know, and, and the thing is, Jerry Jones again, he loves himself from some, some Tony Romo. He's like his third son, like Tony <laughs> Jones. Uh, you know, it's, so you know, again, I'm just sitting on the edge of my seat. I'm just hoping against hope that Jerry Jones and by extension Tony Romo finds a way to screw this whole thing up because you know they will. You just know they will. I, I can feel it, but. I just have to say this, though, right quick, before we move on. NFC East is looking to be pretty damn good again. You know, mm-hmm. with the uh, Cowboy, four Michigan Cowboys, your Redskins, uh, the Eagles are, are playing above expectations. The Giants are like at 500. No one's below 500 in that division. That seems like so like you took up from, from last year and the year before that and the year before that. So, could it be? Could it be we be witnessing the return of the NFC East glory days? Are we on the precipice of that? Are we on the cusp of that in your eyes? No. <clears throat> and let me tell you why. And I know I said that rather quickly. But the, um, in my personal opinion, the talent level is not there yet. Um, gotcha. If you look at the quarterback situation, um, <clears throat> in my personal opinion as of right now, I would say yep. that Eli is the most consistent as of right now after five, six games. Carson had that dynamic first three games, and then he fell off the last two. Um, mm-hmm. 
you had situations. Well, Dak is also consistent as well, but he's not on a consistent high, even though he is starting to slowly get better. Um, yeah. Kirk, Kirk is playing consistent as well, but he has situations where he throws interceptions at the wrong time. And then you have right. uh, 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 Eli, who is Eli, but Eli's not playing horrible right now. Um, also, you think about the, the glory days with, with uh, the, the NFC East during that time period. Uh, the running backs were, were a plenty. Right now, you just have Ezekiel Elliott. Um, talent mm-hmm. at the wide receiver spot. Um, you basically have Odell um, playing well. Uh, Pierre Garçon is, is okay. Uh, Deshaun, of course, is, is remarkable in, in, in spurts. Uh, Jordan Reed, whenever he can stay 100%, is fantastic, of course. But once again, you're picking individual situations here. And then you don't necessarily have a dominant defense in this situation. There used to be a time where all four teams had dominant Ds. These defenses mm-hmm. are playing good in spots and not as a whole as of yet. Uh, it, it, even with Dallas playing as well as they are, they're not playing fantastic. Well, except for the Eagles. The Eagles are playing great D, but yes, they, they were are. exposed last week by Washington. So it, it's, it's, it's a situation where it looks good right now, right. but I don't know if I trust it to be the days of old just yet. So I, I'm, I'm going to need to That's see fair, at least a whole season of this to see how it pans out. And if it pans out to look like it used to, then I'm 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 ready for that. I, I I'd love to see that again, where the entire division is competitive. But um, as of right now, it's great to see it going on at, at the six. But I gotta see a whole sixteen to see how how it, how it really pans out. Uh, going from the strongest to the most weakest to one of those, I'm sorry, wounded, my beloved Pittsburgh Steelers. Not only did oh. we get run over, I do mean run over to the 222 yards by some dude. I don't even know his name. And J.H.I. embarrassed Miami. I'm sorry? J.H.I. J.H.I., there you go. Uh, yeah. Again, I don't know who the hell this dude is. But at any rate, props to him. But he's J- he's J.H.I. He's embarrassed in Miami. <laughs> we get embarrassed on, on the road. We, like, we get embarrassed by a bad Miami team on the road. And in the process, we lost Ben Roethlisberger. Looks like for four to six weeks. So it's going to be the Landry Jones show, for at least mm-hmm. for, the, for the near future. So I'm already, like, pretty much almost writing this rest of the season off. Landry Jones is a scrub. Uh, he, I mean, he tries as hard as he's a scrub. I mean, it's not being mean. It's just being honest. Yeah. And defense still cannot, still cannot stop a parked car. Um, again, giving up 220-some yards to that dude in Miami on the team. Yeah. Like, like Speaking of which, like Miami is like their last rushing the ball, or at least one of the last rushing offenses, and it made them look like world beaters. Um, should I wrap up the rest of the season? Is, is, am I being crazy? Or is Steel Nation being crazy for saying, you know what, season's over? Our defense is terrible. We got Landry Jones. I mean, even though we still have our skill position players, still have uh, 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 Le'Veon and D'Angelo Williams to the rock, 
But we've seen what happened with Landry Jones. I mean, Antonio Brown is pretty much non-existent in games that Landry Jones played. And mm-hmm. and speaking of Antonio Brown, he only had two catches. But I made 30 yards. So is this it, man? Should I just start looking forward to next year and, and hoping that the Steelers draft a quarterback in the third round <laughs> in next year's draft? I mean, what's what what but what should I do as a Steelers fan? What what should I do? What's your Steelers issue? Well, you can still hold out hope that they draft a QB in the third round of next year's draft, but don't overreact just yet. Up. Yes, they do. Okay. But I would say don't overreact yet. Remember, we just saw this movie last year where Ben was hurt, um, starting in week three, week four last year, and he sat out <clears> five <throat> weeks. You know, same thing. They're looking for him to sit out four to six to bring to come back to round five. Um, the thing is, during that, that, that time period last year, actually set out four games last year, came back in the fifth. During that four-game stretch, mm-hmm. they went two and two. You know, they That's lost true. the teams that you, that you thought they would lose to in, um, who was that, in, in, in Baltimore and Kansas City, but they were capable of beating San Diego and Arizona during that stretch. Um, so the thing is, I'm asking LeRon Landry and the Steelers to do one thing. Win two games within this next That's six Jones. weeks. Well, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, uh, uh, Jones. I'm asking Jones to do, and, and that defense to do one thing. <laughs> give me two wins, if I'm a Steelers fan, give me two wins in the next six weeks. Because in the next week, yeah. six weeks, this is what you got. You got New England, which, of course, was looking to be yeah. a stellar matchup until Ben's injury, unfortunately, you know, that's right. not going to be the case. Um, then they got to buy. Then they go to Dallas, which, well, actually, I'm sorry, then they go to Baltimore. Then they got go Dallas at home. Then yeah. they go to Cleveland, and then they got Indianapolis. To quote Lawrence Taylor in any given Sunday, Coach, you can give me two. You can give me two out of that. <laughs> you can at least give me Cleveland probably, even though Cleveland's yeah, playing Cleveland, hard. Yeah. But you can give me two. If you can give me two out of that, the defense can step up and be a one-stopper because that's basically what they did last year. They had great running games. Um out of Le'Veon, uh, they rushed for about maybe 150, 160 a game during that stretch last year. That's something that he's capable of doing again. And then if you can get the uh, the rush defense to, to play well during that stretch, the two wins that they had, they were capable of holding teams to 55 yards rushing per game. I'm not going to say they're going to do that this year. But if they're respectable, Le'Veon plays well and, and Landry plays okay, they're capable of getting two out of that. Then when Ben comes back, if they're capable of getting four out of that, because the magic number is ten, to get at least a wild card. If they can get four when Ben comes back and two out of this situation down, that's ten wins. That's potentially a wild card. That's maybe even the division or at least a game out of the division, depending upon how Cincinnati plays, if they're capable of turning it around. But we know they got a stretch coming up over the next couple of games. Yes, so they if they do. can get 10 yes, total. So if, if they can get two with Ben is gone, get ready. Because I, I think they may be able to go for a playoff run. So, yeah, if, if they get two out of that, you heard it here first, get ready yep. for a playoff run. Well, you know what hurts the most about that? Not, not the fact that New England's coming to town. And that time brand is going to make mixed meat out of our terrible defense. 
Uh, yeah. Not, I'm sorry, not terrible, but to quote Charles Barkley, terrible defense. I mean, we're, we're horrible on that side of the ball. Um, as well as, I mean, and then you have Baltimore. It's not, it's not necessarily Baltimore, going to Baltimore, even though Baltimore has practically owned us now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Starting like a couple of seasons, going a couple of seasons back. It's a fact we won't have been against Dallas. Yeah. And you know that Dallas Cowboy Nation is going to be talking so much smack. Yes, going to Pittsburgh and possibly pull out a win against my beloved team, the team that I hate the most, will be shorthanded against them. That's 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 going to hurt. That's the one that's going to hurt the most. Get ready because the, the, the smack talk is coming. It's coming. I know it's coming. I know too many damn Cowboy fans. It's coming. Um, so, um, I mean, I won't be able to feel good putting the bet down because why, why gamble with one arm tied behind your back? I mean, yeah. that's just how it's going. I mean, it's like going to a fight left-handed and I'm right-handed, but you know, or playing, it's, it's, or playing it's, against the Seattle Seahawks with uh, Richard Sherman holding your arm. That's what it's like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's not fair, but you know, fair is what a judge picks. So, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, so speaking of filling down in the dumps, it's time for our prayer request. I know like some of my fans like like us like shots there uh, prayers. Uh some that kind of went answer with Odell Beckham Jr. last last week. Uh some that's still looking for prayers from, from Hude Nation here in Cincinnati. But uh is um is is, is Reverend Mumble Sauce, is he in the house? I hate to do this. Um, yeah, let me notice. let me let me let me go to his office real quick. And, and it's all about to get him. Let me <laughs> get on awesome. down there to okay. go to his office. You know. <laughs> all right. You know, all right. Mumble, prayer Wednesday. Like Reverend Mumble today, Sauce, you know. he's going to be making an appearance. He's going to be taking all your fans, all your fans' prayer requests for your NFL teams, right, right. And NFL players, mm-hmm. or whatever. So, let's see here. We're ah, Brother here. Burks, how's it going? Yes, Brother yes. Burks. Yes, going ah. good, sir. How are you, my man? I'm doing well, Brother Burks. I'm doing well. Oh, it's been a long week. Uh, I was I was yeah. in my office watching the the debates between Trump and and Clinton. Oh and, Lord, throwing prayer for uh, those clowns. Uh, I, I was <laughs> I, w- I was praying for them to continue this deaf comedy jam act that they've been performing all week. <laughs> oh my God, I was waiting for Russell Simmons to come out and say God oh, bless you. Oh, Russell Simmons. Oh, it was fantastic. Oh. Oh, it was great, yes. but I know that the word is needed today for a lot of our NFL players and teams, so I thought I'd yes. come by and give my blessings and send out the prayer request for said team. Yes, please. Yes. All right, so who, who's up, Reverend? Who's up? Who's up? Who's, who needs our prayer well, right first, now? Who you got? It's going to be simple this week. I'm just going to pray yes. three prayers this week. Because yes. there's three umbrellas in which some people fall into this week, Brother Burks. First yes, and foremost, I'm, I'm asking God to help some people with that spirit of aggression that they have, Brother God. <laughs> First and <laughs> foremost, Ante Burfitt. He oh. is stomping Bama's like he's Kirk Franklin. Father oh. God, I need you to help him out. <laughs> With that stomping spirit that he had, Stop. Father God. What's your mama say? Yes, Father God. 
Sure I also ask that. What's the Papa say? Father God, I also ask this, that spirit of aggression be released from one Richard Sherman. For whatever oh. reason, he can't seem to keep his hands to himself during past no, plays. Yeah. Oh, and on the sidelines with teammates. But especially yeah. on the field of yeah. play during during past <laughs> plays. Oh, that should have been a loss for Seattle, but blind yeah. eyes can't see. Uh, according yeah, to Malachi, four six. Oh, that's play of aggression. That's four six. So, Father God, I pray that spirit of aggression out of those two young brothers. Also, Jesus being sent, first and foremost, to steal a nation for these next four to six weeks. With Ben Roethlisberger being gone. Oh, we need your prayers. Yes, Lord. Please, Father God, help that fan base. Father God, also Jesus be a fit to another fan base, the sensitive Redskin fan base who was tossed like baby thighs, allowing the words of one Stephen H. Smith to bother them for the past couple of days. Uh, He's just doing his job. Skin fans, please. Jesus be a fit around those families. Also, please just be a fit to... uh, and then be a fence to Stephen A. Smith's hairline, too. Oh. I'm sure about that. He, he needs all the prayer he can get. You know, I, I'm not going to talk about his hairline yeah. the, with Brother Nash sitting right next to me and the way his hairline looked. He looked like he oh, got some mange going <laughs> on right here. <laughs> Somebody to pray for that brother hairline, too, while we at it. Oh, also, <laughs> Jesus be a fence for Geno Smith because oh, they're not going to punch his jaw. But my God, if he comes out there and throws more interceptions somehow, some way, I'm gonna get mm. a call to play quarterback for the Jets. Oh, also, Lord. one last prayer. Now, Father God, yeah. I'm not one to judge, but I know in your word it says yeah. it's supposed to be Adam and Eve, not Adam and Nick. So, Father God. <laughs> Pray for that confused brother Odell Beckham for having relations with that net in public and then proposing to it. I understand he wants to make an honest net out of that young lady. But Father God, pray for guidance for that young man. Yes. In your name I pray. Hallelujah, holla back. Yes, that family. Hallelujah, holla back. And I got one special prayer. Oh, yes, Brother Burst, please. Yes. For, for God, for the football God, for God himself, to creep in Jerry Jones' mind on the Dallas Cowboys and defy common sense and common logic and start Tony Romo's ass ahead of Dak Prescott when he gets back. Uh, Break up the I'm winning a... formula. Break yes. up the winning vibe in the locker room. Break up the whole vibe they have going this year. And cause that team to fall apart. God, I ask you, yes, all powerful God, Alpha yes. and Omega, please creep in Jerry Jones' mind and help him screw that squad up. Because you know yes. he will. And I pray that he will. And I know he will. And you know that he will, Lord. You know yes. he will. And, I'm, and I know that Jesus is going to make a way to find your way into Jerry Jones' mind and cause him to screw things up. We ask oh, you yeah. in Jesus' name, we pray. In Jesus' name. 
holla back. Hallelujah, holla back. Just remember, right. Brother Burks, that yeah. the cloud hour prayer list is like a direct line <laughs> to God. It's just <laughs> a stretch right there. We're having Father God. Oh, you be upon yeah. you for your success with this prayer list. Oh, it's just like we got his cell number, and he just hollers at us on Sunday with his action. Yes. And I got a strange feeling he's going to touch Jerry Jones with a word or two about Tony Romo, about Brother Romo, to start on one yeah. more again. Oh, we're waiting yes. eagerly. Oh. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Reverend. Thank you, Reverend. No, thank you, Hallelujah. Brother Birch. Thank you. Hallelujah. 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 So long as my shepherd, he know what I want. Yeah, he uh, and I want the Cowboys to go down with both feet. So, uh, <laughs> yes. All right. All right. Woo. Feel good. Spirit. Spirit leaving. Oh, oh, all right. Scott, so, Scott. Sound like you guys had a had a, a rousing prayer list uh, week oh, this week. Oh, man. The name of the game is to get Jerry Jones to interfere with Dallas' success. That's all oh, the rest of the NFC East is praying for that one right for. there. Yeah. That's all I want. That's that's all I really want for Christmas is for the Cowboys to screw they screw things up. So I can laugh at Cowboy Nation once again. That's my oh. wish. Um so yeah. so what should we look forward to in week seven? Uh we got a few big games of so games of note, but uh, what will you be looking for next week? You know what? It's interesting that you say that because we talked about it earlier in the show. Um, with the NFC East right. playing as well as they are, there are a lot of potential playoff position jockeying games going on this week that we need to keep an eye out for. Uh, the L.A. Rams and the New York Giants, who are both 3-3, three and three, play each other uh, this weekend. Um, Washington and Detroit. Washington being 4-3, and three, Detroit being, well, 4-2. and two. Washington being, well, Washington being 4-2, and two, Detroit being 3-3. Three and three. So that's another game that has implications here in week seven. Um, also, right. Minnesota and Philadelphia. Can Philadelphia turn it around and, and, and keep pace in the NFC East and, and topple uh, the undefeated uh, Minnesota Vikings team, actually the last team to be undefeated? And also, last yeah, but not least, game to keep an eye out on, even though the quarterback play is going to be horrible, it's just going to be interesting to see Brock Osweiler come back to uh, Denver in his first game yeah. as a, a Houston Texan uh, to play against the Broncos. That would be interesting. I, I want to see the fan reaction to one Brock Osweiler for splitting town. And you yes. can't really get him, you can't really play him. I mean, he got paid. So he's not living up yes. to the contract. And I'm sure the Bronco paper would be more than willing to remind him of that. I'll be watching and more. And he's within the wealth, to too. Yeah. yeah exactly. Uh, I'm personally looking forward to Seattle at Arizona Sunday night. Um, yes. Because you have an underachieving Cardinals team who's very good, but they're underachieving. Mm-hmm. And I just like what Seattle's got going on. I, I, I originally picked Seattle to win the division this year. Uh, I, I thought that they will be on the vintage after a minor step back last season, and I do mean minor uh, as far as in terms of a um, a, a, a second-round appearance to, like, an unstoppable Panthers team that they ran into. But – if Seattle wins in Arizona, and there's a good chance that they will, they'll be five and one, and full control of the NFC West. And in yes. my opinion, in the driver's seat of the, of the NFC, because I, I think Seattle's the best team right now in, in, in the NFC. And you know, mm-hmm. even though Minnesota is undefeated, give their props, 
I still like Seattle over Minnesota, uh, to be honest with you. So that's what I'm looking forward to as well. So if Seattle wins, was a tough game in Arizona. The other team to be, as far as I'm concerned, in the NFC. So that's yeah. how I kind of stand it right there. So that's what I'd be looking forward to. So Dwayne, my man, thanks, thanks once yes, again sir. for uh, doing this show with me, man. Uh, we'll have fun, and uh, yeah, we'll do it again. We'll do it again as always. Always, so. always. Thank you. And before I go, just one HBCU yes, note. Interesting thing oh, that's please. going to happen um, this uh, this particular weekend, Saturday here in the nation's capital. You're going to have the number two leading rusher in FCS football versus the number four in Tariq Cohen of North Carolina A&T and Anthony Filial of, of, of Howard facing one another. Now it's going to be a situation nice. where A&T blows Howard out during Howard's homecoming. But the, 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 the more interesting thing is this. Tariq Cohen is on pace to rush for 5,000 yards career. He's going to be the 25th person in FCS football history to rush for 5,000 yards. All he needs is 78, 79 yards. I'm still waiting on the university to give me the correct number. But he is within earshot of of getting 5,000 in this game. The reason why I say that, last three games, he's rushed for well over 200 yards a game. So 78 yards. He's amazing. It's very doable. Now, even better, if he's capable of getting 200 or on Howard's defense, which is also capable, he can move up yeah. to 21st place all-time rushing in FCS history. So a lot yeah. of history is going to be made this weekend at Howard by North Carolina A&D Tariq Cohen. So I'm, I'm going to be there hopefully, and, and, and there to, uh, barring any injury, um, I'm, yeah. I'm looking to see history being made this weekend. Because he's already in, in so too. 26th place. He just needs 78 more yards to get. Nice. We're looking forward to that. Hey, hey man, be looking forward to that. And, and we'll be tuning in. I know HP, there are plenty of HBCU fans listening to this podcast, so I'm sure they'll tune in. But thanks again, Dwayne. Keep it light, brother. No problem. Thanks for having me. See you soon, brother. All right, peace out. My man, Dwayne Nash, please check him out on Blog Talk Radio and as well as the Yacht slash HBCU Sports. It's uh, HBCU uh, Sports Blog and on Facebook as well. And also with the WS po- uh, Project as well. Anyway, uh, thank you all for listening to this podcast. It's Scott Brooks, The Clown Hour, signing out 06. And by the way, uh, quick program, uh, programming note, I'll be back tomorrow night previewing the NBA season upcoming season so stay tuned for that anyway take care good night 06 and good night